Welcome to a brand new edition of Yawns. I'm Omar Moore. Watford get back to winning ways. The Watford men defeat Rotherham by a score of one goal to nil. And the Watford women have got themselves back on the winning path. I'll talk about that and more on this brand new edition of Welcome to a brand new edition of Yawns. I'm Omar Moore. Watford get the job done at Rotherham and the Watford women get the job done as well. The last few games for the Watford women have actually been successful. They've won their last two. They've taken themselves off the bottom of the Barclays Championship. They had two impressive wins, one of them away from home at Durham and the other one at home in the first home win of the season. And so Watford now, and they beat Birmingham by a score of two goals to nil. And Watford really, I think the Watford team have flourished with Michelle Aguiang. And Michelle Aguiang has been superb for Watford. She's made a big difference. She won a Player of the Week award several weeks ago. In fact, she's won that at least twice now for Watford. She is, as you might know, on loan from Arsenal. She has a dual contract. And Arsenal um, are doing very well where they are in the Super League or wherever they are situated at the moment. But Watford have really benefited from the services of Michelle Agamang. Agamang has been a really big part of this push for Watford now who are off the foot of the table and looking to continue to climb. And I said several weeks ago that this Watford team would absolutely start to come good and that they could do it, they will do it, and they have done it. Now, of course, there's still a number of games to go. They're not out of the woods completely. There's still quite a bit of season to go. But these last two results, Watford have played very well. In fact, even the results that they hadn't picked up to their liking, they had played fairly well in. Now, of course, there was a game several weeks ago where Watford up 3-0 after seven minutes but did not win. That was against the London City Lionesses. And even that game, Watford obviously showed you the potential that they had. But this team has definitely picked things up and they are now on a winning track. It's the longest winning streak that they've had, obviously, this season with two on the spin. They will be back in action again in the not-too-distant future. But this is certainly an achievement um, so far as the highlight of this season, which has not been a great season. There have been injuries. There have been lots of different things going on. But Watford are now trending in the right direction and not a moment too soon to stay off the bottom of the table and stay in the very difficult championship that has been obviously a test for Watford, who were in the championship, of course, a couple of seasons ago. They got relegated and then they surged very well last season in the last season ever for Helen Ward before she hung up her boots and is now the GM. But the bottom line for Watford is that they are trending in the right direction. And that is a good thing for this group of players who obviously, I think, are benefiting terrifically. I think that Michelle Agamang and Carly Johns, their partnership has been very good. Uh, Agamang scored a number of goals. Carly Johns has scored a number of goals. 
And they really do have uh, a partnership there and it's paying dividends for this Watford team. So that's the Watford women who are flying at the moment, at least in terms of their results, their attitude, in terms of what they're doing, their attitude's being positive all, all season. But the results now are coming the way that um, you were hoping for, and I certainly was hoping for and had predicted that they would start to get out of this mess that they are in. But of course, there is still a lot of season to go. When I come back, I'm going to talk about the Watford men. And wow, it has been quite a roller coaster ride. Watford men. I'll be talking about how they did against Rotherham right after this. Welcome back to this brand new edition of You Ons. I'm Omar Moore. It's great to be here, fellow Watford supporter. I do hope you are well. And yes, this season is already winding down for the Watford men. It's hard to believe that this season is, geez, just 13 more games from being over in the championship. Watford pushing for the playoffs, although they suffered a setback here in the last few weeks. The last time I talked to you, Watford were losing at Cardiff, and they are losing at home to Cardiff, I should say, and they then proceeded to lose several more games, including culminating in the 4-2 defeat at Norwich last week where a wonder goal was scored, a worldly goal was scored by Yasser Aspria. And that was the highlight of a game that really was not Watford's um, in the end, but they certainly showed some fighting spirit, except for when they got to 2-2 and then seemed to capitulate right before our very eyes. Now, I did not see the game against Norwich uh, in full, but I can tell you that Watford did battle to get back to 2-2 in that game only to fall out again, which was not something that Val Ishmael appreciated. And look, the bottom line is that Watford's squad all season long, and we've all talked about this, has been a thin squad. I've maintained this from the start, win, lose, or draw. And the January transfer window was never going to be the place where Watford were going to bulk up their squad. The financial considerations, everything else, um, were going to mean that Watford weren't going to get everyone they wanted to. I supported what happened in January because I was of the mind that Val Ishmael's squad was going to be this very centralized, streamlined unit. But obviously the risk, as I acknowledged, I think at the time, the risk is, is that you're one or two injuries away from really having a crisis. And Watford have had a number of injuries this season. And the good news is that the load of those players are beginning to come back. Kayembe has returned to the lineup. He got his first start, by the way, against Rotherham in quite some time. I'll talk about the Rotherham game in just a moment. But Watford, from 7th place, slid down to 12th or 13th, I think, at one point, with these losses that they had. They lost the game at home, uh, as I said, uh, to Cardiff. They had struggled in other games and ended up losing the game to Norwich. They lost to Leicester as well, uh, 2-1 scoreline. I think they played better in the second half against Leicester, but could not capitalize against the Leicester side, who didn't play particularly well. And Leicester ended up winning the game by a score of two goals to one. And really what hurt Watford in that game was a penalty given away needlessly by Georgie in the first uh, 13 or so minutes of the match. And that 
penalty, which was converted, set Leicester City on their way. Watford showed a bit of fight after Leicester doubled their lead, pulling one back, but they could not get that goal to equalise affairs at the Vic several weeks ago. And the thing is, Watford do have this problem of falling behind in games. And when they fall behind in a lot of these matches, it is very, very, very difficult for them to claw their way back and win the game. Now, there have been a couple of times, or at least once or twice this season, where they have come from behind to win. We saw that against Hull City. We saw that against Norwich, actually, in the game at the Vic uh, earlier this season when Norwich were up 2-0 and Watford ended up winning 3-2. But in the game against Leicester, that didn't happen. And we've seen this in several games this season where Watford, particularly when they play at home, do not come back from deficits usually. Now, they've had a couple of times this season against Millwall where they drew 2-2 after being down 2-1 in that game and against uh, Southampton. Watford do fight back in some of these games but usually don't come back all the way to win the games. And the game against Leicester was another example of this. Watford off to a poor start in that game and they suffered. Same thing with the game against Norwich and they ended up suffering there. But the game against Rotherham was going to be the trickiest one of all of these games. It's a game where Watford uh, were expected to win from the off against the team bottom of the championship, a team that had not troubled most teams this season, a team that had lost three consecutive matches this season at their park at the New York Stadium. A team, by the way, despite those losses, had been robust in their scoring. And so Watford did have some tricky things to deal with. A Rotherham side that had nothing to lose except a place in the championship, of course. But a Rotherham side who you knew was going to come at Watford and show a lot of fighting spirit against a team that has been looked at as a possible playoff contender, at least as they had been off the back of some results. But coming into this game on a poor run of form, fragile confidence and a lack of initiative in front of goal you could see that this could be a very tricky game for Watford. And it proved to be, especially in the first half, as Rotherham threw all hammer and tongs at the Hornets, giving them lots of trouble, giving the fragile defence a lot of trouble as well. Rotherham, however, could not cash in on their opportunities in that first half, and they dominated the first 25 minutes or so. And it was that opportunity, that window of opportunity, that was swiftly closed in the second half. Watford finished out the first half actually quite well. Now, they did not score. They had a couple of chances, but really could not make anything of those chances. And as a result, uh, they went in at the break at nil-nil. Now, Watford have been able to keep some clean sheets in some of these games, at least through half time. It's usually in the second half of the game, the first 10 to 15 minutes of some of these games, particularly on the poor run that they had been on, where they had become unstuck. And in this game, Watford turned that around. In the first 10 or 15 minutes of the second half, Watford found their way through against a very brave and resilient and stubborn and quite physical Rotherham side who was peppering Watford with long balls in the box, peppering Watford with constant set pieces, peppering Watford with crosses into the box, long throw-ins and all of the rest of it that gave the defence some trouble. But the defence stood firm in this game and were able to continue to keep Rotherham at bay. And it was in the 58th minute or thereabouts that it was uh, Yasser Aspria for the second game running in the space of five days in this instance who got a goal from outside the 18-yard box, a really well-struck goal. He just put his laces right through it 
and smashed it off of a rebound from Georgie. And then the ball was charged down by Espria, who just let fly and just stuck his boot right through the ball and smashed it into the back of the Rotherham net. That was a sublime strike, not quite as good as the one in the Norwich defeat the previous few days before, but certainly one that was good enough to win a game like this. A game like this, a game that was not good on the eye, not easy on the eye, a game that was problematic. It was not good football from either side, really, and as a game to watch for the neutral, one of the ones that will not go down in the annals of Watford history or in the annals of Rotherham history, for that matter. And it was all the same. Nonetheless, a three-pointer, a three-point win, uh, a win for three points, I should say, for Watford, who managed to get the job done and get themselves over the line. The defending was the key portion of the second half after the Espria strike, a glorious strike that took him to six goals on the season. I think that is certainly something that we really wanted out of Espria. We, uh, many of us, at least at least for me as a Watford fan, love Espria. Uh, I think that the call certainly is to have some more goals from him because he's got that in his locker, Espria. You know, he plays in midfield, but he is part of the front three. He can drift. He can play a number 10 role. He usually plays on the right-hand side, but he's been playing on the left-hand side at times with Val's switch in the in the uh, positioning and the formation. But Espria has that in his locker. He's got those individual moments of quality, and he showed that in this particular contest, a game that was crying out for quality, a game that really was devoid of it. But Espria, who I thought was lively all game long, managed to unlock the game with that sublime strike. And that was really what put the cat amongst the pigeons and gave Watford the impetus to have what they held on to and build a defensive wall. Now, the defense improved, as I was saying, Matty Pollock, in particular, was the star of the defensive show. I thought he was brilliant in this game, particularly in the second half, in the right place at the right time, and made some very key clearances and interceptions, was a stalwart in defense, as was TDB. I thought TDB was particularly good at right back, and also Wesley Hood made a few game-saving blocks and Sierra who also got some game time started in this game, made a really good tackle while he was lying on the floor. And he did take a lump for that from one of the Rotherham players. But it was a challenge that had to be made a last-ditch tackle because had he not made that, Rotherham probably equalized. Um, the ball was literally bouncing around inside the six-yard box and this, and. Um, Sierra was on the floor and he just stuck his leg out and kicked the ball away and literally did that while he was lying down on the pitch. And that was really one of the big moments of the game as well. Wesley Hook made several blocks, as I said, and Matty Pollock was just outstanding in defense in the second half. And he was really a very big factor in a game where the formation shifted at times. It was 4-1-4-1, I think it was at one point. Then it was switched to five at the back with three centre-backs and two wing-backs, one on the left and right. Tom Ince even played left wing-back at one point, which was really something that I have not seen him do. Perhaps he's done it in his career elsewhere, but at Watford, this is not something he, he does generally. He's usually on the right-hand side in the attacking front line, but he ended up playing left wing-back at one point. And then you had Ryan Andrews coming off the bench playing right wing-back, and you had the three central defenders. And I think that actually worked for Watford. It worked for them quite well. TDB ended up pushing 
up into an advanced position in midfield. And I thought that worked quite well for Watford. Um, hadn't seen that a whole lot this season, but I thought that it worked well enough and they were able to defend, I think, as a team much more stoutly. And with Pollock, I think, occupying that right-hand side um, of that uh, three of the central defensive uh Triple, triple pairing, triplets, if you will. But I thought that worked well. And I thought Sierra Alta had a very good game as well in this one against the Rotherham side, again, who were very rugged and physical. Uh, a Rotherham side who certainly um, gave you an effort from their standpoint. For a team at the bottom of the table, Rotherham did not play that way. They did not play like a team that looked inevitably uh, consigned to League One football next season. They played like a team that was much more chasing for playoffs, particularly in the first half. But they did have moments in the second half as well where they did exert a lot of pressure on the Watford defence. The defending, as I said, in the second half was far better, much more stout. It was a game um, that was not won, as I said, that was easy on the eyes. But Watford got the job done. And in the championship, as I've said many, many times, you're going to get matches like this where Watford are going to struggle and scrape and scratch to get over the line. I think the two things you take out of this game is, one, these are three very important points for Watford. It ends a run of seven championship matches without defeat, which is very important. Obviously, it ends that losing run that they had during that time. And what it also does is, hey, they got a clean sheet. So that will present you some confidence. And it gives you a platform as a Watford uh Defend, as a Watford team to now kick on. You know, you, you go into a very difficult place. The New York Stadium is not easy. The pitch was not great. The conditions on that pitch were not good. And the weather wasn't great either, as it usually isn't this time of year in England. And then you had a team that really, again, has had nothing to lose except the position in the championship. And they were going to give Watford everything. And their manager wanted them to do that and told them to do that and demanded that of him and he got that from him but they just did not get the uh, actual break in terms of a goal that they obviously wanted in this match and so while Rotherham fans will be pleased with the performance they'll obviously be ultimately disappointed with the result Watford fans may not be happy with the performance may not really have uh, cared for that performance but we will certainly be pleased with the result because that's exactly what it was all about in that game this past weekend to get the result at any cost really and they got over the line with the result thank goodness for that it would have been a bad look for Watford had they lost this game it would have put them in a bit of a tailspin and um, instead Watford what they did was got the win in a game that was ugly I think they'll play better football this weekend against Huddersfield now, welcome back, Reese Healy, our old friend, um, in that one. And uh, I think Watford will play better, but they've got to play better at home. That's the issue that Watford have now, their home form. Watford's away form has been better. You know, they've lost just the one away game uh, in the championship over the last few months now. That was the game against Norwich City. Um, if memory serves me correctly, because the other away game they lost this calendar year was at Southampton. That was in the FA Cup. So Watford really have played much better away from home this season. And who would have thunk that when you look back at Watford's away form prior to this season? It had been awful. But Watford have actually won more away games this season than they have home games. And so Watford now in a position to try to get their home form correct. If they really do want the playoffs, they are going to have to play better at home. 
Not only that, they're going to have to start picking up results. That means three points. They're going to have to start winning these games now at home. And look, the trend says they have some home games that they should be able to win. They have some games generally now that they should be able to win against teams in the bottom five. You've got the likes of Huddersfield who are in the bottom three or four, I think it is now, wherever they are, hovering around that area anyway. And of course, they've got the game coming up as well soon against Millwall, who are struggling as well this season in the bottom five or six. So these are games that Watford have to be looking at now and circling for three points on each. Now, of course, it's easier said than done. And of course, you have to play the games. That's why you play them. But Watford have to get these points. And if they can win both the game this weekend against Huddersfield and then the game at Millwall, where they never really fare very well at all, then they can start to see their way back toward this playoff race. They got away there with that. They got away from the playoff race with these results lately. But this win at Rotherham puts them um, at least trending upward if they can now build something, a platform to add to um, that win against Rotherham. You've got to back up a win like that. And a lot of the times in the championship, these things are not going to be pretty. They're going to be rough. They're going to be rugged. They're going to be uh, miserable. They're going to be eyesores as games to watch. But the bottom line is, is that I think um, if Watford can back up this shutout, this clean sheet with another clean sheet with a win, um, particularly, obviously, then that certainly will give Watford more confidence and certainly a boost Players still to come back, Jeremy Ngaki, who has been training from what we've been hearing. And, of course, the likes of um, Bio, who, of course, is uh, got his hamstring injury, but hopefully will be back before too long. So that is really where Watford have to be now. They have to start playing better in these games away from home, uh, at home, I should say. And when I come back, I do want to talk a bit about the home form and about some news that has come in to the Vic regarding the future in terms of Watford and the Watford men's first team specifically. Yep, there is a new acquisition that we'll be talking about. I'll talk about that right after this on Yuans. Welcome back and thank you very much, fellow Watford supporter, for being here on this edition of Yuans. After Rotherham and Watford tangled at the New York Stadium this past Saturday with Watford winning by a score of one goal to nil, Yasser Espria's sixth goal of the season set Watford on their way. The only goal that Watford would need in a clean sheet victory is the first clean sheet victory Watford have had in the championship since November. Yep, it's been that long. And that was against Sheffield Wednesday, if memory serves me correctly. In fact, it might even have been against Rotherham when we beat them 5-0 back in October or November. I forget which, but the bottom line is, is that this has been the first clean sheet win Watford have had in the championship for quite some time. But look, it doesn't matter how it gets done as long as it does get done. And for that, of course, we are all thankful. Watford manager Val Ishmael also thankful Emphasis on the clean sheet. It was said amongst numerous players that Watford's focus was getting a clean sheet and they defended like a team in that second half. And that's really what you want to do. Team defense is a really important thing and that will win your games. It's not just individuals who have to defend. It's you have to defend as a team and help your man and tell your man to mark 
And if he's not where he's supposed to be, tell him to be there. And if he it needs help, help him. That's how it has to be done. You have to defend in a block. You have to defend as a team. And there's a really good example of this. And obviously they're in a different league and they are a different type of team and they've got uh, better talent. But Chelsea did this last weekend against Manchester City. They defended as a block the whole way through that game at the Etihad. They got a point out of the game. In fact, they were shutting Manchester City out for 82 and a half minutes before they conceded the goal in that 1-1 draw. But they defended like a complete team. That team defense was excellent. Some of the best defending I've seen. In fact, it's probably the best defending I've seen in the whole of football, any football. And I watch a lot of it. And this was the best defense I've seen all season long in a single game, even though they gave up a goal to City. They defended so stoutly, so, so bravely in that game against City. And Watford have to do the same kind of thing in these games, especially away from home, where it's going to be a dogfight. And Watford did that against Rotherham on Saturday. They defended stoutly the second half, especially very strong defensively. And there were moments of vulnerability in the second half too for Watford. But this men's first team defended really well, I thought, as a really effective unit. And again, it was spearheaded by the likes of Wes Hood and Matty Pollock. I thought both of them, as I said earlier, were outstanding in the game. And I think Watford, if they want to start to move toward the playoffs, because I think the playoffs are gone, even with 13 games left. I know it's awfully premature. And of course, in this championship, all you need is a run of two or three wins in a row and you're right back in the thick of things. But I do think um, playoffs are for the, uh, are for the birds now, um, even with 13 games to play. Watford have too many teams to leapfrog over. They also have, uh, again, the issue of uh, being wasteful in front of goal. Um, and then when the chances come, they do not convert them. They are hesitant in front of goal, which is my big criticism of Watford this season. And the defending needs to be stout. It needs to be the kind of defending they did against Rotherham in the second half. They need to take something out of that and move and build on it. They need to do that because they've conceded a lot of goals in games. And uh, look, they shipped four against Norwich, which is the most they've shipped in a single game this season, except for the game against Bristol City, where they also conceded four. So that's the first time this season they conceded four on the road in a championship match. Um, but Watford need to continue to defend well as a team. And if they can do what they did against Rotherham this weekend against Huddersfield at the Vic, I think Watford will start to build again and start to aim toward getting back into the playoff chase. Watford now seven points off the playoff chase, uh, seven points off the last playoff spot. I should say Coventry City occupy that currently in sixth position as I record this on 51 points. Watford in 11th position on 44 points. They have an 11 alive situation. They're in 11th place. Watford are. They've won 11 games, drawn 11 games, lost 11 games. And that's the 11 alive factor for Watford. As the 11s go wild, and Watford will be hoping to make it 12 wins when they take on Huddersfield this weekend. But Watford are going to have to start defending better at home, defend the way they did against Rotherham in the second half, and get off to a good start as well, and consolidate with scoring a couple of goals. I think if Watford can get an early start where they score a couple of goals 10, 15, 20 minutes into the game, and they're up with a 2-0 lead, in the first half of the game, they can go on and kick on. But the thing with Watford, they score once and then it's all 
nervy and very fractured and very uneven and they're holding on to a 1-0 rather than going for a 2-0. Now that has changed in some of these games, but Watford do have to start changing the way they start these games at home. And I think the key thing for Watford is if you start the game well at home and you get a couple of goals early, you can really put teams to bed, particularly a team like Huddersfield, who, although they are not in the bottom three at this point, to the best of my current recollection, they are a team that if you put a couple of goals past them, they will fold quickly and they can fold quickly. So Watford will need to be doing that, of course, this weekend. Now, the other piece of news that has come through is that Watford this week have signed a new player. Now, it's not been officially announced to the best of my recollection as of the time I'm recording this, but Watford have and have signed, and this is from our man Andrew French at the Watford Observer, who always does a good job there, has come through with the report that Watford have signed an 18-year-old from the African continent, from Mali specifically, a striker who um, has been described by one of his teammates in Mali as our Erling Haaland. Now, that's a very interesting uh, comment. Um, Erling Haaland, who is actually not very multidimensional at all, but um, somebody who, of course, finds the back of the net with ease, um, is who Mamadou Dumbia is being compared to. Now, he is only 18 years of age. He's from Mali on the African continent, and he signed a six-year deal with Watford. And he will join them, according to Andrew French, on July 1st of this year. So that's something that is very exciting news. Watford have signed Mamadou Dumbia, a six-year deal with Watford. That is a very good sign. Six foot three, and then because we know someone else who's at least six foot three on the team. And of course, he just turned 18 a few days ago. And he is someone who I think is, if, if, we, are, um, if we are to believe what is being said about him, um, could be just what Watford need. You know, he's someone who, uh, according to an article on a website that was reported through Andrew French, um, is someone who has a killer instinct for goal. Great off-ball movement, his timing, intelligence, composure, and flair in the final third, according to a website um, in quote quoting there from footballtalentscout.net. Um, that website goes on to say that he has superb link-up and hold-up play and uh, knows how to turn with a player on his back and make powerful runs to defeat the defensive line and has a great sense of positioning and extremely difficult to knock off the ball. Now, all of that... Sounds really good if that's indeed what Mamadou Dumbia can bring to Watford. 18 years old, of course, they're not going to just stick him in straight away. They'll build him up, um, get him some game time slowly but surely. Knowing Val Ishmael, he will take his time with him. But that's the kind of player that Watford need. A dynamic, all-around, multi-dimensional striker who can link up play, who can hold up the ball, who can um, be very difficult to knock off the ball, and who has a good center of gravity and has some pace on him, which for someone who's six foot three, you don't find that every day. And we've got a six foot four striker. And look, I don't want to go on about it, but you know what I what what I'm thinking about uh, the striker that I'm talking about. Um, 
scores goals, but really does not do much else in the build-ups. And again, uh, how many times did David Holsworth, the former Watford man, the former Watford captain, how many times did he mention um, Radjevic not getting the job done over the weekend on Hive Live? I mean, that was half of the fun of listening and watching Hive Live over the weekend was listening to what David Holsworth had to say. He was absolutely spot on in his comments and remarks. And I thought was terrific in how he analyzed the game on Saturday and certainly uh, what he said about Radjevic and certainly has mirrored a lot of what we as Watford supporters have said about Radjevic. And I think that Mamadou Dumbia is going to be someone, once you get him some seasoning, is going to be someone who's going to be very effective for us and can definitely do the damage and do the business. And so you look forward to seeing what he brings to the table coming up next season. And that's certainly something to look forward to. So Watford have a new signing. It's not been officially announced as of the time I'm recording this by the club, but I'm sure that that will happen in due course. Watford do need to start getting strikers in here, strikers who can put the ball in the back of the net and who can also be multidimensional. Bio is multidimensional, but he doesn't score as often as we would like. And of course, um, we know about Radjuric. So the bottom line is that this is a good signing for Watford. It's certainly someone for the future, someone who you can bring up. You can play him in the under 21s and um, see how he progresses there and then bring him up into the first team, just the way that Espria was brought up into the first team. I think Espria, um, you know, it would be tremendous to see what has happened with, uh, what happens with uh, Mamadou Dubia. Uh, Dumbia, uh, I think he could really be one of the bright shining stars for Watford in the future. Now, there's one other piece of news as well that I should add is um, Hurtado, the Watford player who got shipped out on loan to Gillingham last month, um, or really, uh, get, yeah, last month, is now injured. He has a knee injury and he has now since returned to Vicarage Road. And he now is going to be evaluated for um, the time being and for the foreseeable future. A knee injury that means that his loan was cut short. It's a shame, just three games in, um, that uh, that uh, Hurtado ended up being brought back to Watford. He suffered an injury and to his knee. So that's a serious situation. It's a shame. I would have loved to have seen more of Hurtado. I wanted him to actually be part of the Watford lineup um, for the rest of this season. But now he is going to be on the um, injury list, really, for the foreseeable future, as far as Watford are concerned. So unfortunately for him, um, an injury to his knee, a setback for Hurtado. Hopefully he will be able to have a speedy recovery, wishing him that. And we'll see him hopefully um, sometime at the end of this season or next season if Watford have not moved him along, which... Who knows, they probably will at this point. But we will see what next season looks like. But Watford, of course, still have 13 games left of this championship season. The final third of the season is underway. They'll take on Huddersfield. Excuse me, they'll take on Huddersfield, I should say, as I said. They should, they'll take on Huddersfield this coming weekend at the Vic. An opportunity for Watford to turn their home form around. They have not won a championship game at home in quite some time. It's a worrying trend. Watford need to finally dispel themselves of that. And if they can do that coming up this coming Saturday, then certainly it will be a step in the right direction. That's it for now for this brand new edition of yours. Don't forget, 
to follow this podcast, subscribe to this podcast. It's on Apple and Spotify and numerous other podcasting platforms. Of course, on YouTube, you can subscribe to the Yuan's WFC YouTube channel. So please do that if you haven't already done so, fellow Watford supporter. And of course, as you know by now, this um, social media thing that happens can be uh, certainly tapped into as well on X visit you WFC and of course <coughs> pardon me on Instagram please do go to you WFC and follow there as well thank you so very much indeed of course after every game almost every game is there is a you post match on X and half an hour after the end of the match a Yuan's Extra on Instagram Live. It has been a pleasure, fellow office supporter, um, to be with you on this edition of Yuan's. And until next time, when Watford take on Huddersfield at the Vic, I'm Omar saying, Yuan's. Take care and be well. 